Good morning, everybody, and happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Wander podcast. It is a freezing cold morning here, and I am just enjoying my coffee and happy to deliver this episode to you guys. So again, thank you for listening. Appreciate all of the downloads on the podcast, and as always, appreciate the feedback. So this week, we are talking about showing up as your authentic self and embracing who you really are and how to do that. And I think sometimes we really struggle with that. So let's get into it. Let's wander down the path of authenticity. Can I say it? Only if I can say it, can we talk about it? (laughs) And so before we get into uh, the episode, uh, you know, I usually like to do a little rant um about something uh but this week let's i want to switch it up and you know i have i have an app on my phone and it prompts me every morning at 7:30 and every night at 9 p.m. and it's basically like a reminder of things to be grateful for and it will prompt you with a question, you know, what are you looking forward to today? And then at the end of the day, it'll say, you know, what was the best thing that happened today? Or what are you, you know, what were you grateful for today? Um, And so the one that came up recently was, you know, think of three things that you are grateful for in this moment. And so I'd like to challenge you, my listeners, to think about in this moment, you know, be present put your phone down or, you know, if you're driving, just like stay focused or, you know, whatever you're doing in this current moment, take a second and think about three things that you are grateful for. And I think that when we can start our day like that and we can start our day with gratitude, it definitely changes your whole mindset because a lot of times, you know, we wake up and, even if we're feeling happy when we wake up, it's like, oh, I have to go to work or like, I really don't feel like doing this today or I don't feel like, you know, driving in this crappy weather or I'd rather just stay home. You know, you can kind of go down those negative thoughts, that negative thought cycle pretty quickly. And, you know, it's not that it it's going to put you in a bad mood. It's just that, you know, your outlook is not really the best, right? So, Try to every morning and every night, just think about what you're grateful for and just embrace those things because at the end of the day, it can always be worse and you always have things to be grateful for. So I wrote my three things down already when I was journaling earlier this morning and, you know, I will keep them private to myself, but I want you to think about what you are grateful for. What are you expressing gratitude for this morning. And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, just three things. Maybe you're grateful for, you know, a car that is, you know, that has heat, you know, that you can actually drive and you can stay warm inside. Maybe you're grateful for the fact that you're able to have coffee, you know, that you're able to buy a coffee financially, or maybe you were, you know, able to wake up and enjoy your coffee, like anything, you know, it doesn't have to be, don't overthink it. Just what exactly in this moment what are three things that you are grateful for? So write them down, keep them in your head, keep them in your heart, but start your day like that and end your day like that. And I think you will see a positive mindset shift. 
So let's talk about showing up as our authentic self and embracing our authenticity, embracing who we are, and not really caring what other people think. And I mean that in the best way possible, right? Like we're never going to, you know, you're, ne- you're never going to intentionally be rude to someone or, um, you know, just intentionally try to be like an asshole, so to speak, because you're like, well, I don't care what people think. You know, it's not about that attitude, but it's about embracing who you really are, loving yourself for who you are, showing up as your authentic self, surrounding yourself with people who love and support you for who you are, and not necessarily like conforming to what you think you should be, right? And so those are two different things. It's like you don't want to kind of navigate through life having this attitude where it's like, I don't care what anybody thinks, and I'm me, and I'm this, and take me as I am, and you know, because... I feel as though, this is just my opinion, when you show up in that way, it's not nece- It's not a confidence thing. It's more or less like an arrogance and it's also a lack of self-awareness and a lack of want for growth, right? And it's, it's more like justification for just being emotionally immature, so to speak. This is just my opinion, okay? This is just my opinion. But when you show up, I feel like there's a difference when you show up knowing who you are in your own skin, knowing that you do have opportunities for growth because we all do and we all have areas of improvement and standing firm in your values and what you want in a relationship or out of your friendships or in your family dynamics, like you are 100% secure in who you are. It's a different vibe when you show up and you are saying like, hey, you know, I'm confident in who I am. I know I have room for improvement, but this is me and I want to be surrounded by people who love me for who I am and I love them for who they are. And I know that we're on this path for always trying to just be a better person, right? I'm open to hearing about, you know, maybe where my shortcomings are, even though it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm open to it and I'm always hoping to, you know, progress in that area rather than saying, I am who I am, I don't really care what you say and I'm never going to take any advice from you because basically you know nothing, right? And like, I think those are two different mindsets. Um, So I wanted to be clear about that, right? Like there's a difference between the arrogance and then actually the secureness in saying who you are and showing up as who you are. And then also that security in who you are allows you to be authentic because it's okay to be you. You don't have to, it's okay to be different. You don't have to like everything that everybody else likes. If you do, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. But, you know, if if the trend right now is, you know, one thing and you want to like another thing or that's not really your style, like, that's okay. And it's about those little things and not feeling insecure about not going with 
the trend or with society or any of that. And I think, you know, in our heads, we can really be our own worst enemy there. And we can relate a lot of our self-worth or value, or we can place a lot of power in what we think we should be instead of just embracing who we really are. So how do we show up as our authentic self, right? And one of the first things is, again, be firm in who you are. Be firm in who you are and like really be secure in who you are, who you are without anybody else, right? And I feel like I've said this before on maybe a very like an earlier episode, but who are you when it's just you? Imagine that you didn't have a significant other and maybe you, you know, you weren't a mom or you weren't a wife or whatever. It's just you, right? And who are you? What are your values? What do you like? You know, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want out of your life? What are your goals? What do you like to do in your free time? Who are you when no one is looking, right? Who are you when no one is looking? That is the person that is your authentic self. And that is the person that you need to be okay with. That is the person that you need to be secure as. And that's the person that you need to show up as, right? And maybe you're not going to show all parts of yourself, right? Like some people are a complete open book and some people are not. And I don't think that it matters either way in terms of authenticity. I think maybe to a degree, you know, if you are a super private person, you know, you prohibit relationships from getting to a deeper level just because you want to keep everything, you know, internalized. But I don't think that's the same thing as, you know, misleading people as to like on to who you are and those things, right? But you need to be confident in who you are when no one is looking. And that's the person that you need to show up as consistently. And you need to be okay with who that person is and all of your imperfections, right? And like, it's good to be self-aware of your strengths and your weaknesses, right? We don't always need to focus on the weakness. We need to be aware of them so that we can actively work on them. But you don't need to focus solely on the weakness, right? It's just that you need to be self-aware of what they are. And I think that is the first step in being able to be an authentic person is know where you stand with yourself and know, you know, where your shortcomings are. Because that's going to be very important when you are in relationships and you do have close friendships and even in your family dynamics, you know, because you never are intentionally trying to hurt someone's feelings, but sometimes your actions or your words may actually hurt someone's feelings. And you have to be self-aware of how you are presenting yourself in those moments. So first thing, be okay, know who you are, be firm in who you are, and reflect 
Constant self-reflection is super, super important. We need to, you know, dig deep and look at the uncomfortable parts of ourselves, which nobody likes to do, but it's so important, especially when we're talking about being an authentic person and living an authentic life. So the other thing is having the courage to be different, right? That is really important. And I think in today's world, we almost feel super pressured to be like everyone else or like what everyone else likes or just be, you know, on the same level as everyone else or having the same, you know, trendy things. Um, And like, it's okay to be different. And so this might be a silly example, but like a perfect example, (laughs) I think, Uh, you know, we're talking about something minuscule, right? Like a Stanley cup, like those Stanley cups are, are they like supposed to be the next big thing? And like, I like the idea of having a large cup with a handle. I think it helps drink more water. You know, I do, I, I do like it. I notice for myself, it's helpful, right? Like I do, I drink more water during the day. It's easy in the gym. It's easy on the go. It fits in my cup holder. I like the idea, but like, what is it with the Stanley? Because personally, I don't like the Stanley. I think the Stanley leaks. I don't particularly like the design. I don't really like that it says Stanley on the side. Like, that's just my personal opinion, right? So I prefer simple modern cups and I have one and I love it, right? And it comes in all different colors and all different patterns. And that's, I, I prefer that. Doesn't mean any, it doesn't mean that mine is less than or the Stanley is less than whatever. It's just my preference, right? So, for Christmas, I get a simple modern cup for my daughter. She likes the color green. You know, she likes like a specific green. She's very, she's a very particular child and she's just like me. So I fully understand her and she loves it. You know, she asked for that. That's what she wanted and that's what she got. But now, you know, it's like, well, the kids at school say it's not a Stanley and the kids at school say it's not name brand and the kids at school say... And it's like, okay, but you're allowed, like, I understand at 11 or 12 years old, you know, the importance of having quote unquote name brand. But for one, you still do have a name brand. Okay. Cause simple modern is good. And for two, it's like, does it really freaking matter? Like, does it really matter? You know, this is what you liked. This is what you liked. This is what you picked out. You didn't ask me for Stanley, you know, in a, in a particular color, you asked for this. And so even just small things like that, and it starts at a young age, like 11 or 12, maybe even younger, but this is where I'm really noticing it in my daughter. You know, it's sad, right? But like, embrace what you like, embrace who you are, embrace the things that make you unique, right? It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to have what everybody else has. If you like it, that's fine. Own that too. Like own that too. Maybe you do. Maybe you just like it because everybody else likes it. That's fine. Own it. That's who you are. If you like something different, own it. That's who you are and show up as that person. And again, it comes back to just security in knowing who you are and what you like and being okay with it and being really okay with it. And then even being able to, you know, you shouldn't have to defend or justify yourself in a crowd. But unfortunately, sometimes you do. And even as adults, right, we talk about like home decor, like, you know, a lot of times I feel now, you know, the style is, you know, modern farmhouse, and everything is white, and it's magnolia style, and it's Chip and Joanna Gaines, and it's, you know, everything. But maybe your style is just a little different. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. That's what makes it your style. That's what makes your house different than maybe the next house that you're going to go in. And, you know, I feel like sometimes when we're speaking 
and I hear it too, you know, in conversations or I see it on social media. It's like when you are having a conversation with somebody, it's almost like you have to justify why you like something. Like, well, yeah, I like I noticed I was doing it for myself because, you know, I think Magnolia has great decor and I love, you know, I do think a modern farmhouse is beautiful, right? Like I I perf- I do think it's it's very pretty. But for me, you know, I like certain there's certain things that I like that are a little bit different, right? And I found myself when I was redoing my house being like, yeah, I chose this because I chose this because yeah, I really like it because and it's like who cares? I like it because I like it. That's the end of the day. There's no like there's no need to back it up with something else. You know, you don't have to justify your choices to please someone else or to make them feel okay. And actually my dad taught me that and always said it to us, both my sister and I. It was just something that he always said. Like you should never have to justify what you have or what you're getting or what you choose to someone else because it's really none of their business and they're not you, right? So that's really important. And I think that concept gets lost in just the culture of today, just in general. We all do it. We're all victim of it. We all second guess. We all justify. But the important piece of this here is being secure in who you are and being okay that that's what makes you, you. Like there's a reason why you are you and you're not the same person as the next, you know, the next door neighbor or your best friend or, you know, your husband even, whatever, you know? So own those choices. Showing up authentically in your relationships, you know, and I say relationships, I don't always just mean like a significant other, you know, I, anybody that's in your life that you're close with, that's a relationship, right? It requires some level of vulnerability and it requires some level of sharing, right? And while I do think there's a good balance, personally, that's just my belief. I've also been the person who refused to share anything. And I don't, I'm not going to say that I was an inauthentic person, but I was so guarded that people didn't get to know who I was authentically because I was keeping that hidden, right? And so I want to share that it's very important and the only way or one of the only ways and a very important way to build a very solid connection with someone, friendship, again, family member you're trying to get closer to, significant other, somebody you're trying to date or you're when you're getting married, whatever. You have to have a level of openness, a level of vulnerability that allows you to connect in an honest way and allows the other person to see you for who you really are. Because I understand why we stay guarded. I know for me personally why I stay stay guarded, you know, and but it it allows you to only go so far when making personal relationships, right? It allows you and obviously that's I think done on purpose and intentionally, but it's also not as fulfilling, right? And I don't think that until you are on the other side 
you can really see and understand that. And it's taken me a really long time. And, you know, I've been very open about my own personal process through therapy. You know, I couldn't do that on my own. And, you know, some people may be able to do that on their own and I commend them for that. But this is just my experience and my truth. And I couldn't do that on my own. I was not able to let my guard down on my own because I would talk myself out of it all the time because, you know, you don't want to get hurt and you don't want to feel pain and you don't want to feel sad and you don't want to see people's true colors, which may actually be hurtful to you, right? So you kind of stay in this zone where it's like one foot in, one foot out, or, you know, you have like the wall half up or half down, however you want to look at it. You're like, yeah, I'll let you know a little bit, but I'm not going to let you know all of it. Um, And like, I'll let you in a little bit, but you know, I'm not sure how far I want to take this, right? I think I've said before, it's like, you could come in the front door, but you can't come into the kitchen, right? Like that's, that's kind of where it was at. And so I think once you start on that journey, or once you understand that being a vulnerable person or being open and allowing yourself to truly connect with someone on a really deep level, with friendship, relationship, whatever, you, your relationships become more authentic and then you feel better about how you're showing up. And that's really important. I know, you know, once we get burned in life and once we get hurt, it really makes us cautious about how we want to move forward. And burned or hurt in any area, right? Like once somebody, once you feel wronged, it really makes it challenging to want to move forward in the same way that you were moving forward before, because you don't want to feel the way that you felt. It's uncomfortable and it's sad and it hurts. And, but we have to try to look at those opportunities as opportunities for growth and then figure out how we can move forward, but then also understand maybe where our role was in the situation and then just be smarter about it as we go forward, right? Like, did we ignore red flags or was the writing on the wall and we just didn't see it? You know, those things, because if we become more in tune with ourselves, if we know ourselves a little bit more and we're more secure with ourselves, then it makes moving forward a lot easier because we become more aware of those things. We listen to the red flags. We listen to the intuition. We listen to how we should be responding. And that all goes in with showing up more authentically, even after maybe situations have hurt us, right? Because we're still allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with the people we feel we trust or the people we want to be close to. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with having a very small circle. And I said this on my Instagram the other day, you know, I've always kept a very small circle, right? Talking about being vulnerable and being guarded. Like I've always had a very small circle. Part of that is because that's just kind of my style. The other part of it is, you know, I, for one, always felt like uh, the black sheep, so to speak, right? Like I was always different. I was, you know, I liked to learn and I still do. And, um, you know, I was just a very emotional person. Like I can feel things so deeply. I look at things differently. I have a different understanding of things the way I like, I have really strong intuition. Like I can almost see things play out, you know, years down the line and it's, but it's not happening right now. But like, that makes me feel a certain way, you know? So I always felt different. But with that, 
I've always felt badly at the same time about keeping a small circle. Like there's something wrong with me for having a smaller circle. And when in reality, it's not. I think you're able to, now that I'm older and I've been really putting a lot of time and effort into like thinking about, um, you know, certain things, especially like when we talk about the new year and we talk about words of the year and like, how do you want to move forward in life? How do you want to continue to go through it? You know, I don't, I feel as though you have more genuine connections when your circle is smaller. You know who is by your side. You know who is there for support. And you know who is there because they're choosing to be there and they love you for who you are. So I took that mentality of like, maybe something's wrong with me because I have such a small circle, even though that's really how I preferred it. But still, you know, you question yourself sometimes. I mean, I am human. And I realized why I made those decisions, why I always choose that and how actually having a smaller circle and building those valuable relationships, like that means more to me than anything, you know, and I do have a lot of acquaintances and I do, you know, speak to a lot of people and I'm very polite and friendly, but there's only a handful of people that really know like everything in my life, every detail, all of it. There's only a handful. It's not everybody. And I'm okay with that. And I think that allows me to feel secure. It allows me to show up authentically. And it allows the relationships that I formed with my smaller circle to be very authentic. And again, that comes part in being secure with me just as who I am. So I know that was a little ranty and, you know, I apologize for that. Um, But my best way sometimes of explaining something or describing something is speaking from my own personal experience and speaking from my own, I mean, really from my heart and really from my own journey. And that's really why I started this podcast, um, Let's Wander. I mean, it's been a really long journey of, you know, self-discovery and self-awareness and really kind of like opening my eyes to, you know, another side of life. And I'm happy that I went on you know, this journey, I, you know, some of the things that have occurred over the past couple years have been really crazy and they've caused me to, you know, carry a lot of stuff with me. But in the grand scheme of things and the big picture, the bigger picture, you know, if I didn't make certain choices, I wouldn't be on this path that I'm on right now. And I wouldn't be living my authentic self. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing of it, you know, and that's, that is why, you know, I wanted to talk about this today because, you know, in my particular situation, you know, it was a, it's a bigger, broader topic or a bigger topic, a more personal topic, but I'm also very aware of how those feelings of insecurity or those feelings of having to question yourself and your worth and those feelings of trying to fit in or wondering what's wrong with you or, you know, they all play a role in how you show up in your relationships. And when we are in relationships, in any relationship, again, when we are a part of something that doesn't feel good to us and it makes us show up in an inauthentic way, then we're really not living our best life as our best self. And it's really important. And I think I realize more and more as my daughter gets older 
how important it is to show up as your authentic self. And I want to show her to embrace her authentic self. And, you know, it's okay to not be perfect and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to own them. You have to, right? And that brings me to my next part, which is talking about being one, being an active listener and two, being very self-aware. So those two things, you know, kind of like the final touch here on showing up authentically and how to live an authentic life and how to embrace your authentic self, you know, self-awareness is crucial and not everybody has it because it's really, really hard to look at the uncomfortable parts and the ugly parts of yourself. And guess what? We all have them. We all we all have them, right? Maybe we react too quickly or we don't listen and so that pisses the other person off or we speak, you know, without a filter and we um you know, we just we're very judgy or, you know, anything like that. We all have, you know, you don't we all have characteristics that are not the greatest, but it's being aware of what they are and actively trying to work on them is what is the most important. When we're talking about self-awareness, you cannot walk around with zero and then just think that everybody owes you something and everybody is, you know, that you are perfect and you don't play a role in any situation in your life. And I understand why people tend to act that way, right? Because again, it's uncomfortable to own your shit and it's easier to blame. But if we're talking about being an authentic person and building authentic connections and just showing up and living your most authentic self because that's what feels good and that's how to live your best life, like you need to be self-aware. And again, you know, In my mind, I was self-aware and I think I am, (laughs) I think I am a very self-aware person. I'm way better at it now than I ever have been, but your mind is your own worst enemy, right? And your mind can tell you a story and can make up a story and that will cause you to feel a certain way. And that is the part that I needed help with. And that is the part that I needed, like I couldn't fix on my own, right? So I needed to learn the tools to be like, no, Dana, this is not what the reality is. This is, you know, being made up in your head and it's causing you to feel this way, but those feelings aren't real because it's based off of a scenario that you created in your head by taking something that was said personally or overanalyzing maybe a body language or, you know, something like that, right? And it's really important to be self-aware of those shortcomings, right? I'm not saying all of you have what I, what I have, um, but it's important for me to be aware of those shortcomings because it will change my emotions and it will change my mood and that changes how I show up, right? And that's unfair to the other people in my life if I'm creating a scenario in my head and feeling a certain way off of something that maybe never even happened the way that I think that it did, Right. Um, and because I am sensitive and because I am emotional person, there are certain things that are said that I do take very personally, even if they aren't meant to be taken personally. Right. And I'm, but I'm very self-aware of that. So I have to like, let things digest a little bit and maybe talk it out with somebody to see if, you know, I'm thinking 
something that's completely out there or if what I'm thinking is actually correct. And it's okay, right? It's okay. But the key here is that it's that self-awareness piece. Because if I didn't have any level of self-awareness, you know, you just go around flipping out and causing ruckus and a scene and you can't do that, right? Or you just be like saying whatever you want, hurting people's feelings and, you know, you can't do that, right? And so that's when I talk about being self-aware. You know, we all play a part in a situation. We all play a part in a relationship. If we're talking about a relationship or a friendship, everybody is 50%, right? Because there's two people or whatever, And so you have to own your 50%. You have to. People react off of the other person. And so you have to show up as, you know, your authentic self. You have to be very self-aware. You have to know, again, your shortcomings and just be aware of them, you know, and then be able to communicate properly to the other person or just be able to communicate properly in your life. And that leads me to the next one. When we're talking about communicating properly, you also have to listen. And so this is something, you know, um, that can be hard sometimes when you, when you feel like you have to defend yourself or if you feel like you're on the defensive or, you know, somebody you feel like is attacking you and you feel very strongly about yourself, like you feel very strongly about, you know, the type of person that you are or, you know, whatever is being said, you have to listen. You have to truly listen to what is being said in the conversation because it's also allowing the other person in your life or your friend or whatever to really feel validated and it's it's get letting them getting it's letting them get their emotions off their chest right and then having a conversation and then you have to be okay with hearing maybe some feedback that they have or hearing you know how maybe you have made them feel and then vice versa And it has to be this open dialogue. So self-awareness is not only how you show up and, you know, kind of knowing maybe things that you're working on, right? But it's also being that active listener and being able to communicate to the people that are important to you. It's all of those things, you know? Um, And I think, you know, earlier in the episode, I mentioned, you know, the difference between like arrogance and then someone who is maybe unapologetic, right? And to me, they're two different things. And maybe this is, you know, up for debate. But there's an arrogance about someone who is not willing to look at themselves. And there's an arrogance about someone who is like, this is me, take it or leave it. I have no desire. I don't care. I'm not growing. Like, this is me. You have to deal with it. To me, that's complete arrogance, and then, I mean, I use the term unapologetic and, you know, I use the word unapologetic. I feel like I probably should have used the word confident, right? There's a difference between a confident person saying, you know, this is who I am. I'm confident in who I am. I know I'm, you know, a, a good person. I'm aware of my shortcomings and I'm always actively working on them, right? And it's not like those things are always going to be said. It's not like you meet a person and you're going to go on the spiel like, hey, you know, I'm Dana. I'm a really good person. I know I have shortcomings, but I'm working on them. You know, it's not that, but it's how they show up and it's what you know, right? It's like, are they able to apologize? Are you able to have a good conversation? Are you, are they able to validate your feelings? Are, are you, do they listen? You know, are 
Do you know them on a deeper level? Like, do you feel connected? Are they, you know, it's all those things. So how they show up, that's, that's what I mean. And even for yourself, those are the things that you can ask yourself when you're showing up every day in life, when you're showing up for yourself, when you're showing up in other relationships, like, are you in, are you living a life that is allowing you also to be your authentic self? That is to me, when you are like you're confident in who you are, that's that's confidence. It's not arrogance. And it's confidence in who you are. You love who you are. You're surrounded by people that support you. And you're always trying to improve to be better, right? Nobody just has to put up with you because frankly, you don't have to just put up with anyone and nobody has to just put up with you, right? So those, in my opinion, are two different things. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Um, so you can let me know, but stay in relationships and on a path and stay in a job or stay in things that allow you and embrace, allow you to be who you are and embrace who you are. That is what is important. You shouldn't, the second that someone or something you know, is making you question yourself, it's time to get out because you know, you should know who you are. You don't want to conform to what other people's thoughts are of you. And you don't want other people's, you know, if they're thinking that you're less than, you don't agree with that because you're confident in who you are. And so it's really, really, really important to just love who you are and surround yourself by people that do as well. And they're out there for you. And it doesn't matter if you have a circle of one or a circle of 25, as long as they support you and they love you for you, there's no better feeling than that. There's absolutely nothing better than knowing that you have people that will have your back and that love you for who you are. But in all honesty, it has to start with you. Like you have to love yourself and you have to be okay with yourself. And sometimes in most cases, that's the hardest because we are our biggest critic. We are. It's easier to give our love to others and put our love into something else and put all of our energy into someone or something than it is to put into ourselves. And at the end of the day, you have to dump all of that into yourself in order to be able to give it in an authentic way to other people. And so I hope that you understand. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I know it might have been a little ranty at times, but I hope that you understand and you get the true message of pouring that love into yourself, loving yourself, finding out who you really are when no one is looking and just embracing that and allowing yourself to enjoy life as you and then being able to show up authentically in your connections and in your work and just in your day-to-day because once you can and once you do, it's like a weight is lifted off your shoulders and it's like, why did I wait so long to do this? And so I hope that you find yourself on that journey And I hope you enjoy me sharing my journey with you. I'm very transparent. Sometimes it's not easy, um, but I'm very transparent. It's important to me to, um, you know, to do that. And 
I'm always happy to hear what you have to say back. So please let me know. Um, and you know, let me know your thoughts. Like, what do you think is important when like talking about showing up authentically? Like, how do you show up authentically? So let me know. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Wander. Looking forward to seeing you next week for a brand new episode.